I, I, I think he might fit a little bit better at Wisconsin. All right, David Newton joining us, taking a, a break. David, I, I know what you're up against right now. You had the uh, owner, and now you, it's not good enough to write like one big story on this. You'll probably need to write about five different stories. But uh, thank you for uh, jumping on with me. David Newton from uh, ESPN Nation covers the uh, Carolina Panthers. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. A little bit of a busy Monday, but, uh, you know, you knew what was coming at some point with the way the winning or not lack of winning is going with 11 or 12 games and one and four this year. So uh, it was a little bit of a surprise that came today, but I think David Tepper, the owner, probably just looked out and saw a sea of red jerseys. I mean, it was like crazy. It was like a home game for San Francisco yesterday. They just took over the stadium, then an embarrassing loss. I just think he felt it was he'd had enough and fan reaction and all. I think he just kind of got all swept up into that and made a decision. Was Matt was this, was this thing always a little bit overwhelming for Matt Rule? Like obviously Matt's great at saying a lot of things. He's he's he can say all those motivational things. He's generally pretty good in a in a news conference, but of course things were not going well and they never did turn the right direction. Did did you always have the feeling with him this guy's just more cut out to be a college coach or or in that you know even maybe in in the first season did you think I think this guy's going to make it where where were you kind of throughout the the Matt Rule experience I didn't think he was overwhelmed and I uh I think he really his goal is to be, be an NFL coach and you know I do think he made mistakes by you know in his first staff keeping so many people that he had in college I uh, thought he needed a little more experience with you know NFL experience on his staff and he did that you know, last year during the off season, and, and you know, hired some more people, but uh, yeah, ultimately to me, it just came down. He never got the quarterback position right. I mean, when he was in college, you know, he had you know PJ Walker at Temple, and then I forget the Baylor quarterback that he had, Charlie Brewer. You know, they they gave yeah, they gave him chances to win, and then he got here, and he had Teddy Bridgewater. And I thought he gave up too early on Teddy Bridgewater. Well, I don't think Teddy's a guy that was going to probably get him to a Super Bowl. I thought he was a guy that could have at least bridged the gap and um, got him some wins. They didn't really win that first year, but I, I thought they showed some signs that if you kept Christian McCaffrey on the field that he could have had some success. And then they go out and get Sam Darnold, who did absolutely nothing for the New York Jets, and he came in and, and did poorly. Again, he was without McCaffrey, and um, and then they went after Deshaun Watson, which, you know, with, with everything going on in Deshaun's world, they were basically willing to take, you know, the suspension and everything that came with that to, to get him. They knew that he could be a game changer. Um, that didn't happen. So then they ended up with Matt, I mean, with, with, with Baker Mayfield. So, um, and, and that just hadn't panned out either. I mean, if any of those quarterbacks that had played half decent, I think they could have been all right. I mean, they proved they could – be a solid defensive team. I mean, that, that's kind of a little bit surprised that Phil Snow's gone because I thought the best thing they did the last two-plus seasons was play defense, and Phil was a big reason behind that. But, he again, he's the guy that was faithful to, to Matt Rule, and that probably wouldn't have worked out knowing Steve Wilkes, their interim coach, and, you know, how you know, defensive-minded he is because he came from that side of the ball. So, again, I know I'm kind of babbling on here. It just uh, – uh, yeah, when you use the word overwhelmed, I just don't think Matt was ever overwhelmed. I think he was putting things in place 
to be successful, but the one piece he never could get right was the quarterback position. And a lot of coaches lose their jobs because quarterbacks don't play well. What what is Tepper? Um, what is his ownership style? Uh, you know, he said something about we need more of a winning culture. You know, and I, 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 he's someone who seemingly likes to be involved and and uh, in things. Certainly not as much as Jerry Jones, the guy I've covered for years. But what was the dynamic between? I mean, obviously Tepper wanted this thing to work. He gives him this enormous amount. Like, was that relationship? Until, of course, they just kept losing. Was the relationship between Rule and Tepper pretty strong? And, and even even between Rule and, and the general manager there? Yeah, I got the impression that it was it was good. Not strong, but good. And I know the general manager and Tepper have a great relationship. Uh, but, uh, you know, the winning culture is interesting. The only way to get a winning culture is to win. I mean, and, and they just couldn't do that. And that's the thing that Tepper kept going back to. He never really gave a really good reason other than the fact that they didn't win. And that's a good enough reason because that's why you uh, fire coaches or hire coaches because they win or lose. So uh, that's, that's what it all really came down to. Um, again, they had some close games this year. They could have won and probably should have won a couple of them. And if the quarterback played them better, they probably would have, they could have been, you know, started the season three and one, maybe even four and one, but that didn't happen, and, and ultimately he's going to be a fall guy. So I, I, it felt like Tepper listened to the fans. I know he says he doesn't like Twitter because the fans uh, are so boisterous there, but you can tell that he pays a lot of attention to that. And ultimately, well, that that gets a lot of coaches fired too. When when the fans start stop showing up for games, and then they sell their tickets, and your stadium gets overrun by the opposing team. That's just not a good sign for the coach. So. A lot of things just kind of went wrong. And, again, Matt came in in the middle of a pandemic, so he really never got a chance that first year and a half to to do some of the things he really wanted to do as far as building the culture that he's used to building. And I I thought this offseason that the, the relationship he had with the players, giving players more power uh, in the locker room, seemed to be working. But, again, it just never translated onto the field. You felt like the players uh, like Matt, and as you start to get to talk to players this week, will there be, uh, do you th- even after that game, a few players seem to voice support for Matt. So it wasn't, and I think even Tepper said he didn't think he'd lost the team or the team hadn't quit on him. Um, is, that, is that an accurate way to, to, to look at that? Oh, definitely. I mean, Christian McCaffrey said it ticks him off. Uh that they weren't able to produce for Matt Rule because he said Matt's always had his back and he appreciated that. Brian Burns kept talking about accountability and and he he never heard um, you know Matt Rule you know talk bad about another player. So I think he had tremendous support from the locker room. Cornerback Dante Jackson said 100% they had the support. So um, you know on down the line, I, every player I talked to had nice things to say about Matt Rule and supportive things to say about him but um ultimately again he just he didn't get the job done i mean two two years and five games is, is not a lot of time sometimes you need more time to prove yourself david tepper said back in april this thing could take five maybe six years to get turned around and develop that winning culture but then you know he just finally had enough i mean he's a guy yeah. that's, again he, he he's he's made a lot of money uh off making the you know pretty hard decisions and uh again he he for him i just think he felt like he had to make a move yeah 
You know, Matt did not love I, – I, I may have reached out to you about that at some point. I mean, he did not love Baker. I, I found that was interesting. And, again, I'm not saying he didn't work with him, and they may have had a great relationship uh, by the time they, you know, this year rolled around. I just remember when Baker was at Oklahoma and Matt was at Baylor covering that, um, just the whole Baker's whole attitude. I'm sure he wasn't the only coach who felt that. But you're totally right about quarterback, David. It was kind of like these – arrange marriages you know and and i don't know if matt was dying to have baker mayfield but he had to have somebody and they bring him in there and obviously it just didn't happen yeah i mean he i think he said it right he had to have somebody and they thought they thought that baker mayfield was an upgrade from sam darnold um and he, he really just wasn't i mean and, and again he had christian mccaffrey out there he had a rebuild offensive line um, I, I thought Baker's game, I thought he started to make a few things. I, he was standing in the pocket better and, and doing a few things better yesterday, but then he throws that pick six uh, at the end of the first half with the, you know, the, the outcome still way within reach for the Panthers. And that, as Matt Rule said, was a, a punch in the gut. So, um, yeah, I think if Matt Rule had his brothers, he would have, he would have taken like Jimmy Garoppolo and been thrilled with it. But money was a factor, and, 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 you know, he didn't make the final decisions on some of those things because as much power as he had, you know, they had somebody else calling the shots with how the money was spent, and Panthers didn't want to go in that direction. So, um, again, though, but they were – interesting there, though, they were willing to spend a lot of money on Deshaun Watson. So, uh, that just didn't happen either. Well, so I, again, they – if they had gotten that one position right, I think he might have had a yeah. fighting chance. But he just really, really never got there, and um, a lot of, lot of different reasons, I'm sure. But it, it's one of those things that happens all the time in, in sports. Yeah. We see it all the time. And, and again, there's a lot of coaches who lost their jobs because quarterback play. You just can't win without a great one, and they just never got it. Yeah, if Watson was there, he would still be the coach because you'd be waiting on Watson. So really, exactly. probably no matter what the results, you're saying, well, let's wait and let him have Watson. But they, the fact that they didn't get him, that played a role. Now, did I see that number right? About $40 million. Uh, will that be his parting gift? Is that what he's still owed by the um, by the Panthers? Yeah, as long as he doesn't take another college job, I don't know all the details and what would happen if, if he does that, then, um, you know, he's, he's set pretty good. I'm, he could sit out the next four years and then collect a pretty good paycheck. I'd do it. But uh, <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt wants to coach. He loves coaching. He's always done that. He's always wanted to be around the game. So I suspect he will take some time off and figure this out and, and land somewhere. Um, I know he wants to stay in the NFL. It's just going to be it's just going to be really hard, I think, for him to get back in the NFL, at least as a head coach, without going through uh, – you know, working on somebody's staff again, kind of like Ben McAdoo, his offensive coordinator, after he lost his job with the uh, with the Giants. You know, he had to take several jobs, even working as a uh, consultant with Dallas for a while before he got back into the positions he, he's in as the offensive coordinator here. So, um, again, you never like to see coaches fired, and you never like to you, you don't you get relationships with these guys, but uh, yeah. it's also just part of the business. Yeah, and then he now he's like a hot coaching name for college. Isn't it funny how you get on the same day you're fired, you suddenly become like the 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 best name out there for colleges in 
And uh, that's just the way it works sometimes. Cliff Kingsbury had the opposite way. He gets fired by Tech, and, and then suddenly he's a hot commodity, and uh, the Cardinals go and sign him. So you never know how these things work out. David, uh, on a very busy day, really appreciate you uh, hopping on, and uh, great to get to visit with you. I appreciate it, and uh, you have a good rest of your day. You bet. David Newton, who uh, covers the Panthers for ESPN.com. They have uh, uh, a member of the uh, – someone assigned to every team – 